Welcome back to It's Not About the Words with Veronica Nunes. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Veronica Nims, and you're listening to my podcast. In fact, you're listening to the very first episode of my brand new podcast, It's Not About the Words. Um, I'm creating this podcast as a part of my senior capstone project here at St. Mary's College of California. I'm really excited to get this project going and to kind of introduce to you everything that I've learned over the last four years um, as a communications major here at St. Mary's. For those of you that don't know what a capstone project is, it's kind of a culmination of everything that we've learned and experienced as a um, communications person at St. Mary's, and it's really, really cool. Um, My project is specifically focused on nonverbal communication, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's just the way that we um, use our eyes and our bodies and our movement to convey certain meanings. Um, And we use this alongside verbal communication, which is what you would normally think of as words that symbolize different meanings for different things in our world. And together, this nonverbal and verbal work together to create a perfect mix to allow ideas and thoughts and feelings to get from one person to another person without any real miscommunication between them. Um, And my project is focusing on that nonverbal part. So the the body movements, the eye movements, and everything. And something really special about my um, project is that I'm doing a podcast. And podcasts are typically just someone, a microphone, a computer, recording their thoughts, their feelings on a certain topic. And you don't get to see them. You don't get to see their nonverbal communication. So I'm kind of mixing the two together um, to create this really interesting um, media piece. Uh, for the project, we were asked to create a formal purpose. So my formal purpose is this media project is to explore the use of nonverbal communication in relationships, specifically within the realm of technology. At this stage in the research, nonverbal communication will be defined as any communication or expressing of thoughts to another person without the use of any words or sounds. A relationship can be defined as a connection between two or more people. So some things you need to know about nonverbal communication for the rest of this podcast to make sense. It's eye movement. It's body language. It's the in-between spatial space between two people. It's different ways you look at someone, the way you dress. Any of those can be classified as nonverbal communication. Uh, What's really interesting in our day and age is the use of technology. So computers, cell phones, Um, social media networks, all sorts of things are changing the way that we communicate with one another. Um, And for my project, I knew that when I was starting this, we were entering in this crazy, crazy time of sitting um, uh, in my living room the ending of my junior year when everything was just shut down, everything's closed and deep into this shelter in place time and I was asked you know to propose what I wanted to do for my senior project and I sat there thinking about how I wasn't even going to be able to do what I wanted to do which was interview people for my podcast or you know research outside and watch people and how they interact and I had to get really creative and I thought about Zoom and all the times that we were going to be spending on Zoom from here on out and kind of this idea that 
we can use technology to still communicate with one another, my project was born. Uh, And I'm really excited because all of the research that I've done kind of just explains what we're doing every day and why Zoom is really great for some people and it's really bad for other people or why kids are thriving on online learning but they don't do the same in person and parts of it actually have to do with the way that we communicate non-verbally and how some of those non-verbal cues are skewed online um, versus in person or they're skewed in person and are more easily conveyed online. So that's kind of what sparked my project. I knew I wanted to do something on nonverbal communication because that's something that's important in my life, facial expressions, reading people, just the way I grew up and stuff. I was a very verbal kid and I was always the student that was getting moved around the room, but I still communicated with my friends and the way I did that was like through facial expressions or reading reading the room, I like to call it. And so I knew it was something that I really wanted to learn more about and kind of use all the skills the last that I've gathered the last four years and create this really cool media project. Uh, in order to get that project going, I kind of had to set some research questions and the questions that I asked myself were, how does nonverbal communication expressed through technology and social media change the way people communicate? What are people losing by not using words on technology or social media? And finally, how thoroughly can we actually communicate in relationships through technology and social media? So obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably have some sort of relationship to me. And the way we communicate is probably different than I communicate with someone else. But altogether, you know, we still get through and we use different ways to do that and in this pandemic we're all finding different ways to communicate and getting more creative whether that's facetiming or zooming or just texting or sending tiktoks back and forth we're still interacting with one another and that's what i find super super interesting so just some background on what my research found and what my research questions led me to uh Fatula in 2008 research found that in an average 30-minute conversation over 800 nonverbal exchanges take place which is more than the number of words that we will even exchange within a conversation. So when you really get to think about how you're having these conversations with people you're spending more time and more focus on how your body is sitting or how your face is looking than when you're actually like thinking about the words which is difficult especially over technology because we're kind of hindered in how we talk to people and how we exchange these things because on a phone call you're just spitting words you're not you know looking at how you're sitting or how close you are to someone but you're thinking about the way you say the words or um have these conversations, although that is more of a verbal communication thing, on a Zoom call, let's say you're sitting up straighter because you want to look better in the view or you're checking to see where your eyes are looking when you really should be looking at the speaker, you're still kind of going over like what you look like, which is all being read by the other person. And I think that's just super interesting. Another thing that um, I found from Mendel 2014 states that nonverbal signs help provide context as to 
the system in which the conversation is taking place and how each person within that exchange must behave. Meaning, is there a hierarchy within a conversation? You can tell who has more power by the nonverbal exchanges. If you're standing and you're looking at someone, you know, the person with more authority is going to hold themselves differently than the person who is, let's say, working for the person. You know, you're not going to come over and immediately like tower over the other person if you're working under them you're going to let that person in the power hold their power in their body and in their stance and I think the same kind of thing kind of happened over zoom and especially in zoom classes the professor kind of holds the attention of everyone and the students kind of sit back and are more relaxed but the professor or the teacher is supposed to hold themselves in more of a banner of authority whether or not they actually have that authority the next piece of evidence that i found is that the human brain has been wired to look for signs as well as unconsciously provide them during a conversation since birth the perfect example of this is a newborn baby unable to speak any words has the capability to signal to the caregiver that a need must be met for survival so essentially we use nonverbal communication when we need our needs met by someone and they don't know how to help us we can look at someone and they know that we're in trouble we can you know be laying on the ground unconscious and someone else knows that we need help and that's kind of how we can signal and I think it's really interesting that little babies do this and they're almost the first um, place to look for nonverbal communication they can't speak they can't do anything but cry or make faces or give body language but we understand what they're saying and we know why they're saying it finally um babalamil 2019 identified that head movement and exaggerated arm movements and smiling are often used during technological supported conversation so this is by far my favorite um most interesting piece of information that i found during my research that on video calls, on FaceTime calls, on Zoom calls, on any sort of interaction with another person in a conversation, the person uses their head and smiling and their arm movements to provide um, a more intriguing conversation. So if you want to, you know, engage your listener or engage the person you're talking to more, move your body, move your head, move your arm. And this all goes back to nonverbal communication. We see these signals and we comprehend what the person is saying and we try to understand their part of the conversation. And I think that personally is something that has changed how I have communicated on Zoom calls and FaceTimes is I know that if I want to engage the person that I'm talking to more, I need to move around more because it's more like what is happening in an in-person conversation. And to me, that's just really interesting and more helpful because we're all kind of stuck in this place where we have to use FaceTime calls and we have to use different things to talk to our friends because we can't see them in person. And it gets that communicative uh, aspect back and we get to have a little bit more of that in a time when that's just not really something that we get to have and that's really important to me as well as my peers and I think they kind of understand that more now too and as this pandemic continues to go on we're all learning more and more information and how we can better ourselves online and, and zoom calls and whatnot Another interesting piece of my project that I began to look at is 
the application TikTok and other social medias and how they have transformed the way we communicate in relationships. So I focused on how we use Snapchat to communicate with our friends, which is almost all purely nonverbal with the exception of like text messaging on it, but we just send pictures back and forth to one another with little to no context, but we all kind of understand what's going on. And when I say all, I'm talking about me and my peers or me and my friends. Um, And I think that's kind of applicable. And I go into this a little bit during my interviews with people. In terms of TikTok, I, um, later on you'll hear there's a interview with a TikToker and we just talk about how we use our body movements to be more expressive, almost like dance. People can convey a message with just their body alone and something really beautiful. And TikTok is one of the only social medias that I feel like really supports that. Instagram dabbles in it with stories and videos, but that was more purpose for pictures and Twitter is mostly just words. I talked about that in an interview with another one of my friends and he kind of explains why he thinks Twitter is more helpful and getting messages out because it's just words. But then I argued that I thought TikTok was more expressive because you're using your body language and nonverbal communication, as we know, is more important, I think, in a conversation than the words. And I think the research kind of points to that too, even though that's a very um, extreme statement, I guess you could say. Well, I'm really excited for this podcast and everything that's to come. I'm going to give you a little rundown of what the rest of this series is going to look like. The series is going to be a few different episodes. I'm going to do three interviews with people of different ages. I'm looking at some freshmen, some seniors, and some adults. And then my final episode, I'll go into what I've found. What are the patterns? What is everyone saying in the different age groups that kind of leans more towards nonverbal communication and how is that something that we can use in our everyday lives and also like how is it different for each age like how is zoom for a freshman versus zoom for a senior versus an adult who's doing zoom for work what are the differences and similarities i'm also going to explore how my research is similar to what my friends are saying and all that good stuff. So I really hope that you come back and you're here to listen a little bit more about nonverbal communication. And yes, I understand the irony of listening to a podcast about something that you can't even listen to in real life, but that's the fun part. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you'll be back for another episode of It's Not About the Words.